Welcome to This Story Matters. Each episode, we visit with people just like you who've walked through events that have grown their faith, transformed their families, drawn them closer to Christ, and refreshed their outlook on life. We believe sharing a testimony can build up others, and that is why this story matters. This episode is presented by Beatles Property Maintenance. For all home maintenance needs, including mold remediation and radon mitigation, more information found at BeatlesPM.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of This Story Matters. I'm your host, Stephanie Jenkins, and today we're going to be spending some time talking about joy with one of the most joyful people I know. Sue Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I'm overjoyed to be here. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to, to do what we do in every episode, and that's just go to the Lord in prayer invite Holy Spirit to join us. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now, Lord, and I thank you for people like Sue that you have placed in my life to remind me of how I am supposed to represent you with a joyful heart, with laughter, with amazing hugs. Lord, I know that there are more people like Sue that others have in their life. And we are just so thankful for that today. But Lord, I also know that there are so many that are walking through hard things and they look at people who are full of your joy and wonder, how did I miss that? Lord, I ask right now that Holy Spirit would be in the middle of this room, would give us the words, give Sue the words to share, to encourage those that are experiencing hard things to encourage those who feel like they've never truly had your joy and remind them that it is readily available for them. Lord, we want you to get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So have you always been a joyful person? Um, there was a time in my teens where I thought uh, being depressed was cool. Mm -hmm. So I just focused on all the things that were, you know, I didn't have bad stuff going on in my life as a teenager, but, you know, I wanted that angst or something. And at one point I figured out it really wasn't working for me mm -hmm. and that that wasn't who I was in Christ. And this is where I believe joy is a choice. And I chose from that moment on joy. And what you've experienced, how important is it to have Christ in your life in order to experience full joy? It's the most important thing. There's no joy without Jesus. That's, that's all there is to it. It's part of one of the fruit of the Spirit. And the only way those things can be manifested in our lives is to have Christ. We can't have those characteristics without him. When you look at the world today, do you see, well, I know you see the chaos that yes. I see. And, you know, I, I every time I say the word chaos in relation to the world, I feel like I have to speak out loud. And I, I feel like this is the Holy Spirit, that our God is not a God of chaos. He's a God Amen. of peace and Amen. joy. Um, this is not the way it's supposed to be, friends. This is not what God intends for us. But this is just a little blip in God's timeline, and we're here for a short time. 
And he gives us those fruits of the the spirit to endure this. Yes. Do you think that you have to have some loss and some devastation and hardness in your life in order to fully appreciate God's joy? I, I think we do. And God, we want God's promises to be all sunshine and roses and fluffy, but he promises that we're going to have suffering. He does. And that we're going to have trials. So if we can have a handle on that, so to speak, that that's part of our walk with the Lord is suffering and trials, then when we come through those and he promises us that we will, it makes makes the other side of that all the more sweeter. Have you had some suffering and some trials in your life? Yes. Are there any of those that you care to share about? Sure. I think people have a tendency to maybe look at my life. I had a lady I was mentoring one time just tell me, well, that's you. I can't live like that. And it got me kind of angry at the devil, but mm-hmm. to th- but angry that he has people believing that I have something special that they can't have. And that's just not the truth. God's word is what we have to stand on and rely on for joy. And it's different than happiness. Happiness is situational. And I have definitely had unhappy situations in my life. Probably the the earliest really bad thing that ever happened was my father had cancer and he died at 39 uh, when I was 17. Mm. And I believed God so much that I expected him to get out of the casket at his funeral, that God would raise him from the dead. Now, that didn't happen. So I could have been really, really disappointed in God, but because I believe that God's word says that he never disappoints us, then I have to believe that it was his will for my dad not to be raised from the dead and choose joy and go on. Uh, later on in life, I, I married and ended up divorced 14 and a half years later. That was definitely not fun. Not a lot of happiness in that. Uh, a rocky marriage for those years. And still in that, God showed me his grace, his mercy, his love, all of the things that he is because I believe that's who he is. And there were people during that time that went to my best friend and asked, is Sue living in reality? Does she... Does she really, like, is she in denial? And she's, and my best friend, she she can be a little skeptical sometimes. And she was like, well, I was kind of wondering that too, but no, she just believes what the Bible says and she's going to live like it. And I'm like, yep, that's it. It's not easy. I think when you make it your lifestyle, and you live that way every day and you choose it, it looks like it's easy, but it's not necessarily. When do you remember it being hard? Like, do I want 
to choose joy today? Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) No. And sometimes it can be, uh, you know, minute by minute throughout the day that you're choosing joy. But uh, let's see. Probably there were, it was several years ago. I had a really close friend that passed away and I wanted to just curl up in a ball for days and weep. And I had, I was a single parent at the time and I had kids and that wasn't even an option. So I had to choose that God knew what was going on and to go on with joy. Now, was I real happy for a while? No, but that was the situation. That wasn't what was in my heart. Uh, So that, and then uh, my mom passed away four years ago. And because I knew her relationship with Christ, and that her goal in life was for people to know who Jesus was through her life and then to be with him in eternity. God gave me this beautiful picture of her entering heaven. We were with her at the hospital. And so every time sadness starts to come into my heart because I miss her terribly, I see that picture of her. And it's it's a picture I think people have probably seen of this woman with the most joyful look on her face, hugging Jesus. And it's, it's multicolored and it's beautiful. And I saw that in my head before I ever saw the picture. Oh, wow. And it popped up on Facebook one day. And I'm like, that's, that's it. That's what my mom looked like when she got into heaven. So that's, that's what's in my head, you know, when I think of my mom. And so it's hard to stay sad. And I think when... When we have the word in us, I know, not I think, I know we have the word in us. That's what, and we choose to bring that to remembrance for ourselves and speak truth, then that's what's going to come out of us. What verses have you spoken over some of your situations when you have been battling sadness? Because what the enemy wants more than anything is for sadness to take over Sue's life. And I am sure that you have hit some some crazy balls that have been thrown at you from him with scripture. Well, my favorite book of the Bible is Nehemiah. And I'm sure if you've never read Nehemiah, you're probably like, what in the world? How do you, Are you sure that's even in there? How do you pick, pick a book like Nehemiah? I mean, I even spoke on it at a women's retreat one time. And before I spoke, I had a whole nother message because I was convinced that wasn't what God wanted me to talk about. (laughs) And probably about an hour before I was supposed to speak, and thankfully we were having some downtime, he said, are you going to be obedient and (laughs) and speak the message I gave you? And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Okay, yes. (laughs) So I had to do this really quick, you know, message. And it was already in my head, but anyways. And so my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures comes from, from Nehemiah. And you're, I know you're familiar with it, but it's Nehemiah 8.10. And it says, don't be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it doesn't say 
happiness is your strength. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you can only have that by a relationship with Jesus and allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be born into your life. And then probably my favorite thing to do is just to go to the Psalms. And I would encourage anybody listening to this, if you don't feel like you walk in joy or that it's hard for you to choose, go to the Psalms. David is one of the best examples of somebody who went through trials and hardships and being hunted down by uh, somebody, but he expresses that to the Lord, which I am all about telling God what's going on because he already knows. Yeah, he knows what's in your heart. He so, knows your situation. It's ridiculous. But, I, you know, there's something about him wanting us to have conversations yes. with him. Yes. I mean, if you are a parent, you a lot of times you know. You know what your kid's walking through. Yep. You know what's going on, but oh, you long for them to just come to you and tell mm-hmm. you from their words how they see it. The In the Psalms, I, I was thinking of a few things that it says and just going through them earlier. And one of the things it says a lot is shout for joy. You know, just go, go outside somewhere and just say, hallelujah. You know, shout for joy. That's what the Bible says to do. Make a joyful sound. What does that mean to you? You know, playing the drums, singing, humming, whatever your joyful sound is, uh, to remember the joy of your salvation. If if we don't have anything else, the joy of Jesus saving us should be overwhelming to us. And if it's not, figure that out, people. And then sing for joy, even if you can't sing. My Second daughter is not a singer, but when she was young, she declared she was going to be a singer. (laughs) And I said, honey, I love to hear you sing, and Jesus loves to hear you sing, but you're not going to be a singer. She was like, okay. And to this day, she sings anyways, because she's making a joyful noise to the Lord. And then I know we've all heard of the scripture, you know, that says joy comes in the morning. But before that, it says weeping may endure for a day, but joy comes in the morning. So there's going to be weeping, but God promises that there's going to be an end to that and that joy is going to come. And I just think the Psalms is one of the best places to go uh, for us to learn about joy and, and how to experience it. How many, I'm thinking about how many times I've heard somebody say, well, I'm just not, I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy. <laughs> Do you have to have joy as a base and a foundation in order to have happiness or can happiness be present without joy? Well, I don't know all of the, the technical medical stuff behind that, but because happiness is situational. Yeah. I think you can, you can be happy without joy, but then it goes away. And what I always think about is have you ever, I'm sure you have, cause there's lots of videos out there of babies who, you know, their parent or somebody is making them laugh and they'll do that gut laugh, you know, and then immediately they're back to just the regular face. And and then they make them laugh again and then they're back to that resting face. And so I think about happiness like that is that something triggers a good thing and that's happiness. But then when that's gone, 
there's if you don't have joy, then there's nothing. What advice do you have some for someone who maybe they're a teenager and they're in that situation that you were in as a teen where you just wanted to be walk around with that dark cloud over your head, so to speak? <laughs> or the single mom who has just went through the divorce mm-hmm. or the person that has lost someone close to them, like like you have, and there, I know there are other things in your story, like um, sudden job loss and <laughs> and this and that 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 you haven't even that we don't have time to to cover. But when you're in the middle of that, what advice from your own experiences do you have for the people that are in the middle of that at this moment and are searching, wanting to grasp a hold of their joy? like nothing else, but just can't find it. And I, I understand that. So please hear me that I understand that. I, I'm just not a bubbling fountain of blissfulness in my head without a foundation for that. And that can be easy to think that people don't go through trials that are appear happy all the time. But it's it's deep seated joy, and there's a lot of things that go into that. But what I tell people is that first of all, Jesus, which is what we talked about. But then we have to have a foundation in the Word, in the Bible. And if you aren't daily ingesting the food of God then just like if you didn't eat, you would not live. So if you're not, you're not putting the word into you, and then we have to not only put it into us, but then we need to speak it to ourselves, to the people around us. And the scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to get into the word, speak it to ourselves at every time, because Satan's going to come in and say all these things to us. Well, you have nothing to be happy about. Nothing's ever gone right in your life. Remember when this happened? And remember, he loves to bring those kind of things up. But God's word counteracts everything he could ever say to us with truth. So we have to speak truth to ourselves. And so I think that would be the biggest thing um, is to be in the word, speak the truth to yourself, be with people who are speaking the truth to you. Don't be with those people who are going to be negative and bring things down. Um, there's a, a quote. I follow a lady um, called Susie Larson, and she does daily blessings. And she had this quote the other day from one of her blessings. It says, Lord, open my eyes to see you here. Help me to extract the precious from the difficult. Help me to embrace the everyday graces you've so richly provided. And I especially love that part about extract the preciousness from the difficult. It's there. We just have to choose to see it. And every day, um, I think we have to be grateful. I think we have to choose, we have to be grateful, and we have to believe that God is good. And those all come from knowing his word and knowing that it's truth. And I'm grateful every day for someone says, what are you grateful for? And I'm like, everything. Because I just, I notice things, notice things. 
get back in touch with the wonder of God. Like if you ever see a little kid, you know, everything's, ooh, ah. And I do that every night. If I come home from being gone, I look up to the sky and I look at the stars and I thank God for those stars. When I leave work at night and the sun's setting, the sky is amazing. And I thank him for it. There was one day on my way to work, one area I pass, and it, a lot of times if it's foggy, this area is going to be foggy, and there's trees. And it's and one day I said, God, that is so beautiful. And I thought, I wonder if there's any place in the Bible that talks about fog. So I looked it up, and there was. There's a scripture. And it says that God used, it was about fog and something else, and that he uses it for his purposes. I was like, God, if you can use fog for your purposes, what in the world? And I shared that at church that night, and there was a lady in the in our study, and she said, you know, she said, all day I've been feeling like I've been in a fog. And she said, that ministers to me. So just the wonder of God's creation and other people in our lives and the things that he brings about discover wonder again. So be in the word, discover wonder, be grateful, start, keep a gratitude journal. If you find it hard to be thankful for things, you write down as little as three things every day that you're grateful for and thank him. It's going to make a difference in your life. Before we close out, would you pray over those that are listening to this? Yes, I would be very privileged to do that. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful opportunity to be with Stephanie today and share joy. I thank you, God, that joy is your idea and that it's part of your character, part of the fruit of the Spirit, God. And I pray that those listening would desire not only joy, but all of the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Lord, some of those aren't very appealing, but they're all part of your character, and joy is just one of them. And I pray, God, for those struggling with finding joy, that they would turn to you. God, that they would get into your word, Lord, and just Speak it over themselves. If nothing else, just reading psalms out loud to themselves. Your word has David in there saying, oh, my soul, why are you so cast down? Trust in God. And he went through a lot of things. So I pray, Lord, that you would be in the moment with all of the people that are feeling less than joyful. God, that your presence would surround them. And, Lord, that they would be able to get up out of that place of despair, out of that place of disappointment, out of that place of fear, out of that place of feeling left out or less than, and choose you. And, God, as you work in their lives, that you would bring that joy, you would bring healing, you would bring contentment, Lord, you would bring gratitude, all of those things that you are. And I thank you, God, for doing that in their lives, Lord. 
And I pray you place people around them to encourage them, Lord, and lift them up. And I thank you, God, most of all that your word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength and that you will do that because that's your promise. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Story Matters. Check out the show notes below. We have some different links and some resources available to you related to the topic we covered in this episode. And then be sure to follow and download for more of This Story Matters. If you need prayer, we invite you to call or text our prayer line. It's available 24-7, 365, anytime you could possibly need it, 877-800-7729. We would love to hear the story God has written in your life. Email us with your story at thisstorymatters at thewind.radio. 